so excited. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the first episode of yet another Sliders Rewatch podcast. <laughs> yes, that's right. There's more than one podcast where they rewatch Sliders, but God damn it, this will be the best one. Absolutely. Yes. I am Joe Gangemi, and I'm here with my faithful co-host. Ashley Smith. And we uh, are going to be setting up episode zero mm-hmm. for the new podcast where we're going to go through each season and watch each episode of the classic 1990s television show, Sliders. No episode left behind. All of them. Exactly. Yes. Never give up. Never surrender. It's actually... <laughs> Galaxy Quest. I think it's the 20th anniversary today. Is it? So yeah, that's why. Oh, I, think, I love that movie. I know. Yeah, mm. me too. I could be wrong on that. But <laughs> <laughs> I just only made that up. <laughs> I only know facts about sliders. Other properties, I'm completely <laughs> unaware of. Uh, so just to lay out the show a little bit, we're gonna watch each episode, break down what happened in the episode, try to put ourselves in the mindset, and really do analytical deep dives on what they were trying to say mm-hmm. uh, with that week's adventure, but. A lot of people might just assume we're both huge slidehards. You would think. You would think. We're doing a podcast about it. Yeah. But me, uh, I grew up loving the show, but it was back in the time before DVR, and we couldn't afford a VCR. Uh, So I just had to catch it on TV when it was airing. And, you know, when you're a kid, sometimes you can't catch every episode because it's your aunt's birthday and you have to go to Chili's (laughs) or whatever. So you just did your best to catch up where you could. Uh, And then later on in life, I remember uh, it kind of fallen off to the wayside because my family didn't like watching it. And I'd go to school and be like, did you guys see Sliders last night? And I'd be like, no. No one watched it. (laughs) Yeah. So it kind of fell off for me. And then I remember like years later, uh, I caught one of the much later episodes in the season. And it wasn't exactly what the show had started off as. And I had this weird Bernstein, Bernstein, (laughs) Bears thing where I was like, did I make up Sliders? (laughs) My show was way better than this. <laughs> My show had a completely different roster of people, I feel like. But yeah, uh, but you, yeah, you know nothing about Sliders. Nothing whatsoever. Have you never seen a single episode? Not even an episode at all. No, I until you sent me that gif of like a wormhole thing and someone <laughs> jumping through it. I'm like, oh, Stargate, but not? Huge That's spoiler. Weird. My bad. I yeah, thought no. <laughs> for sure you would have like a wiki knowledge Uh, of like what it was you would think with my sci-fi background i'm a huge sci-fi fan and somehow sliders was never on my slider (laughs) so (laughs) you're gonna be good at this pun game (laughs) that blows me away because one you are super into the geek culture and two you're the one that came to me yeah, and I know. was like, do you want to do a, a Sliders podcast? Well, and I was because like, you talk about it a lot, because <laughs> you are you are a slide hard, as they say. Yes. So big slide head. Yeah, slide head. Mm-hmm. Uh, wow. Okay, I didn't realize that either. I thought maybe somebody else had talked you into like watching no. Sliders, and you're like, well, Joe kind of likes it, so this will uh. give me like a mean a reason to watch it. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. No, I know nothing about it, except now I know that there's some sort of... So what I think the show is about, this Uh is my idea of what Sliders is. Um, I'm aware that they are not tiny hamburgers. However, (laughs) if they were jumping through tiny hamburgers or something, that would be pretty cool. But that's not what it's about. Um, To my knowledge, all it it is is they jump through um, like a wormhole. I'm thinking, and this is just my deductive reasoning from that one single <laughs> gift. Like the single Again, huge spoilers, my bad. <laughs> 
and they jump through time, I'm guessing. Like it's a time travel Kind thing. of a Doctor Who thing? Yeah, possibly okay. a Doctor Who thing. Okay, yeah. I don't want to spoil anything for you, so I'm just going to let you go with whatever theories you have until cool. we get into it. I think pretty quick uh, you'll get the general gist. But yeah, I... I was obsessed with the show, and mm-hmm. I'm so stoked to have someone watch it with yeah. me. <laughs> I remember when uh, DVRs did come about or whatever, I found it, I think it was on the Hub channel, mm-hmm. and I would DVR and record every episode to uh-huh. re-watch from the beginning, and my wife would not watch it with me. Yeah. Uh, even though it's... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I want to get on a soapbox here. It's really good storytelling. You are a big Star Trek fan. Correct. And the creator of Sliders is actually an apprentice of Roddenberry. Really? Yes. And he was kind of getting apprenticed under him. And Gene told him all about how Star Trek was about how to deal with personal issues that Mm -hmm. we have in our everyday life, but in a setting where it could be more expansive and it wouldn't have to be so in your face. So like Uh the black and white alien episodes and stuff, like very clear political messages. Yes. And... The guy who created Sliders, his whole thing is that he wanted to get to the inter- the human interaction and the heart of what it means to connect with people, mm-hmm. but through a sci-fi thing that didn't have to be in space, that could be somewhat tethered to our everyday lives. Okay. So again, try not to spoil anything, but yeah. he, he tries to put a spin on it. And ultimately, it really does have pretty rich character arcs. Uh, okay. People really develop. It's not kind of one of those stagnant uh, procedurals where, you know, Every week, Xena fights the monster. Right. Uh, the side characters and the main characters really have evolutions and really grow as characters while still being uh, a little bit formulaic. Because I remember, again, I would miss an episode because it was a school play or whatever. Right. And then I'd come back and I'd be like, well, I don't think I missed much. <laughs> <laughs> I pretty much get what's going on. Yeah. Although, why is... <laughs> Never mind. Never. I'm going to spoil shit. Don't do it. Okay. Well, I can't talk about this too much. Because uh, you're going to spoil something. Yes. Yeah. On I'm so fucking okay. excited. <laughs> I'm so excited. Oh, my God. I can't <laughs> hold my excitement. So, since we can't talk about that, yeah. but we need to talk about something for episode zero. Yeah, so you can get a, an idea of who we are as humans. What kind of stuff are you watching? Well, um, I just finished watching season one of The Watchmen. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's my spit take. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's it's really good. I did not so much enjoy the movie, honestly, okay. way back in the day. But this series has been amazing. Um, Regina King is an amazing actress. Mm. Jeremy Irons is fucking rad. Regina King not getting any nominations is yes. disgusting. Yes. Because yeah. she has to do everything in that series. Mm-hmm. By the way, for everything that's already currently out, because yeah. we can't spoil sliders, no. I'm just going to spoil the shit out of it. <laughs> what Regina King has to do opposite Cal who is a pretty flat uh, yes. character, who I really enjoyed. I really liked Cal. Yeah. But he's pretty flat. Yeah. And then yeah. when he goes full Dr. Manhattan, mm-hmm. she's got to have these big emotional bursts and these revelations mm-hmm. while he's like, I'm making waffles. You I know, know what I mean? <laughs> like one of my favorite parts of the series is when she's like, get the fuck off my pool. Yeah. <laughs> like, she's got to be so animated while he's yeah. just standing there with his dick out. Right. Um, well, and you and I both have theater background. We, we met each mm-hmm, other in high school mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and we were in drama together. So um, the emotion that she could put into her performances was amazing. Like when, and again, Joe started it, but we're going to spoil the shit for you. So if you haven't seen Watchmen <laughs> and you haven't stopped listening yet, like just don't. If we bring up any property within this episode and you don't want it spoiled, <laughs> just 
skip ahead. <laughs> yeah, sorry. But when he got zapped by the ray, mm-hmm. it just like her yell yeah. was just so animalistic. Like even when ugh. she gets blown back, I'm not leaving you. Yes. And the tears are welling up. Ugh. I love how they make her such a strong character mm-hmm. while still being able to be so emotionally oh, yeah. involved uh, because she does have that thing from episode one where she's just straight laced badass. Yeah. But with those uh, tinges of those sweeter moments and those sweeter sides. Mm-hmm. I think my favorite episode was probably the looking glass episode, mm-hmm. but the one where it breaks down her and Manhattan's relationship and how yeah. they got to where they were. Yeah. I, the right. writing on that, I don't understand how you even start. <laughs> like, okay, so we're going to tell this entire relationship right. as a flat circle of time <laughs> where it all ties together perfectly at the end to make yes. sense. You're like, what? Can you imagine if Dr. Manhattan was in Sliders? Oh, Because, again, my, my perspective is that it's all about time travel. Yeah. And if he experiences all time simultaneously, can you imagine what that would be like? It would be like uh, a very boring Doctor Who. <laughs> <laughs> We could go back, but I already fixed it. Yeah, <laughs> like, so hmm, it's uh, fine. The Cyberman already did die. <laughs> yeah, so there's that. Yeah, Watchmen was amazing. So beautiful, and mm-hmm. the Snyder movie when that came out uh, for the age I was. Yeah, I was just like, cool. Rorschach's tight. Oh. Like, I, yeah, yeah. I was literally like, dude, you're locked in here with me. This guy's badass, and I just kind of liked the aesthetics of it because I was at an age where I wasn't trying to read more into it. Yeah. And then later in life, the graphic novel Mm -hmm. hit me at a time where I was ready to process that. And I started going like, Oh geez. Like that Watchmen movie really kind of glorified even the worst elements of these characters. Mm -hmm. And then walking into this, I was like, I loved the leftovers. Uh, I didn't like Lost, but I I think Lindelof's good. So I, I kind of had okay hopes, but I was like, this Mm -hmm. is going to be something that, We'll only get one season and it'll be canceled. Yeah. Not it'll only have one season and then have nothing else to say because it was perfect. Right. Yeah. Uh, and so quickly, again, I think the original Watchmen took the idea, the the graphic novel. It took these grandiose ideas and put them in a way where people were going to consume them because they were mm-hmm. all wrapped in pretty stuff. Yeah. And this did the same exact thing. Um, yeah. I know everybody keeps talking about it, but to to have the Tulsa race riots be so, and the Black Wall Street thing right. to be so integral to the yes. entire story, wow! What a yeah. what a way to force people into a history lesson that they need. I did not have any idea about that, which yeah. I felt really bad about. Yeah. But then, as I was looking it up, to be like, this is a real thing. Yeah. I found another thing where in '84. The U.S. government dropped a bomb on Philly. That, like 1984? Yeah. Okay. It dropped a bomb on Philly that blew up like a huge neighborhood, uh-huh. like blocks and blocks, because it was it was a thriving black community, uh-huh. but they were supposedly had connections to the uh-huh. Black Panther. Oh. So instead of going in and dealing with it, they just blew up yeah. a thriving black neighborhood. Huh. And the idea that, one, either those Black Panthers were so bad and so evil and had such evil plans that they needed to be stopped in such a grandiose way and we didn't know about it uh-huh. is crazy to me. Or the fact that the U.S. government dropped a bomb on a U.S. city 
and we didn't know about it. Like right. either way, whether whoever was right, uh-huh. I feel like that's something we should have been taught. Mm, probably, yeah. Probably yeah, should have known. Yeah. I mean, I was busy being born in 1984, yeah, me too. so me too. I was. I have my excuse. But still, that that blew me away. That yeah. in my lifetime, because uh-huh. uh, born in '84, yeah. the government was just like, well, fuck this neighborhood in Philly. Yeah, that's insane. That is insane. That's and, crazy. And again, I got there while watching uh, squids fall from the sky from a parallel dimension <laughs> and like weird clone people on yeah. Europa mm-hmm. putting on a big play to keep a guy in solitary confinement sane. Like, yeah. The way they snuck in so much was yeah. incredible. Yeah. Did you notice on the last episode, and then we will switch topics because this is not a Watchmen rewatch first watch podcast um it would only be eight episodes that's true (laughs) we could probably make it longer honestly (laughs) um did you notice when they were walking away from the theater in the last episode when the uh the marquee the letters spelled dr m oh Mm -hmm. i did not notice that but that's cool yeah it's like it's for dr manhattan the egg thing yeah i called shortly before it happened uh-huh. and then i called they're gonna end on this uh-huh. and i was not mad that i was right at all because i was yeah. like the 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 egg thing from the from the <laughs> he can put it in the egg uh, uh. and then i was like she's gonna go to step on the water yeah i'm gonna cut to black because that's what watchmen should do it yeah. should end on mm-hmm. uh as lindelof called it the spinning top like yeah yeah, yeah. inception sucks if yeah. this top falls and you go yeah. oh i know the answer now so again cheers to Watchmen. Yes, it was so good. I'm so conflicted because I want more so badly I because know. it was so good. But Well, I went into it not knowing that it was only going to be one season. Yeah. So it was like, hell yeah, I can't wait for the second season. And then someone's like, yeah, they're only doing one. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. I was mad at them for telling me. Like, yeah. It just ruined Christmas for me. Well, and I know he says he doesn't have an idea for more. Mm-hmm. But there is something really compelling to play with if Angela does get the powers of Manhattan. Mm -hmm. There's something really interesting and much like they did with him in this one being a black man. Yeah. I think there's something really interesting about even um, if Lady True Mm -hmm. had gotten that power, what somebody else with different motivations. Yeah. What is the burden of his powers and then what do they do with Ah, it's There's so much that they could do with this stuff. Oh my head. I know. (laughs) Well, Yes. Um, uh, in addition to that, I've been watching Voyager. I'm doing my first watch through of Voyager. Voyager? Okay. Yeah. So um, I haven't watched Voyager in a very long time. Oh, it's so good. I love it. It's like Janeway is my favorite captain. Okay. She's okay. so good. I, so, I'm not as deep on the Star Trek lore as I probably should be uh-huh. because when I was growing up and that was the big thing, mm-hmm. I was an action adventure guy and that yeah. was a serious procedural thing. It was like watching <laughs> Law and Order with like makeup oh. <laughs> for me. <laughs> And now that yeah. I I probably could get into that, there's just so much content that it's hard to keep up with anything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's a commitment. You have to be willing to put in the hard work of sitting down and just watching 23 episodes per season. And really absorbing it because like, that's yeah. a show that you really have to analyze and stuff, mm-hmm. whereas some shows I like are full, complete... Full, full. Do you watch The Masked Singer? The what now? The Masked Singer. I don't even know what that is. Oh, my God. <laughs> It's the worst show probably ever created, oh, and good. me and Allie can't get enough of it. Allie's my wife, by the way. It's a show where they get like C-list celebrities, uh-huh. sometimes B, sometimes D, and they put them in these giant, elaborate like mascot costumes, uh-huh. and they have to sing. Uh-huh. And then there's like panel of judges tries to guess who it is, but it doesn't matter because yeah. they 
they just suck at it. Yeah. <laughs> There's no reason to even need judges. Yeah. But then uh, whoever gets voted off mm-hmm. has to take off their mask, and it's like, oh my god, freaking PewDiePie <laughs> was dressed up like a rooster for five episodes. Crazy. Yeah. Um, I actually now that you say that, that sounds familiar. From um, do you know who Chuck Tingle is? Chuck Tingle. Oh my god. Okay, no. Chuck Tingle is an erotic author okay (laughs) he's double hugo award nominated author chuck tingle so that's Um, some high quality smut yes (laughs) yes he writes what he calls tinglers where it's a story so erotic you get a tingle down your spine okay or up your spine whatever but he oh and also these erotic short stories that he writes involve usually dinosaurs or the sentient manifestation of the Christmas spirit. So I might not have known his name, (laughs) but I definitely bought Sean, my buddy of mine, two years ago for Christmas. Uh Uh, It was I had sex with a velociraptor or something like that, I think. Yeah, that's actually the velociraptor but whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's one of the ones that was... In the den nominated. of the Velociraptor or something like that. <laughs> that's Where one it... of the ones that was uh, put up for the Hugo Award. Wow. <laughs> yes. he's. It's high quality. I contributed by buying it on Amazon. So Good I, job. Yeah. yeah. Um, he has a podcast also. He also wears a mask everywhere he goes. He wears like a bag mask kind of thing over his head that says love is real on it. Anyway, he has a podcast that he does called My Friend Chuck with a woman named Mackenzie who is a stand-up comedian. And it's amazing, and I love it. I listen to it every day, like every week when it comes out, on the day it comes out, not every day. I just re-listen to it over and over that week's okay, episode. You know? Nice. Um, but he, they were talking about The Masked Singer, because yes. he was like, maybe I'm The Masked Singer, because he has the mask on. So, Well, The Masked Singer is Jamie Foxx right now. He's the oh. Fox, or not Jamie Foxx, I'm sorry. The guy <laughs> in the Fox costume uh-huh. is Wayne Brady. Oh. Uh, for sure. <laughs> it's for sure Wayne Brady. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think. I think the dog is still around, and I'm pretty sure that's James Vanderbeek. Uh-huh. And then there's uh, like a flamingo, I think, or something. I could be. I, so this is like furries on parade. Yeah. They have like a singing talent. Yeah, and then it's thing. like, guess what? It's a Vander Holyfield. <laughs> <laughs> like what? Oh my god, that sounds awful, and I really want to watch the it. The pineapple was Tommy Chong. <laughs> what? It's crazy. More like a pineapple. So I like I like fluff like that to just shut my brain off. Mm-hmm. I think the show this might go back to our early days, mm-hmm. but the show that touches me the most right now this is a little embarrassing to talk about. <laughs> but uh, have you watched Encore on Disney Plus? No. This show mm-hmm. it just hits me so hard. So it set it looks like it, in the previews and stuff like Kristen Bell is in the show. Uh-huh. She's not. Uh, the show's hosted by Kristen Bell. She comes in for like 30 seconds at the top of the episode and she's uh-huh. gone. But what they do is they take uh, high school musical casts from like 20 years ago uh-huh. and they have them put on the same show, but today. So it'll be like, back in uh, Red Mountain, you guys did Guys and Dolls. Well, guess what? 20 <laughs> years later, your same cast is going to put on Guys and Dolls for one night for <laughs> this big crowd. And so they come in for a week and they have to like, relearn their parts and audition and sing and dance and stuff, but they've all grown and um, it's just, it's so authentic. It's Mm -hmm. so real. And like these people, even the ones you want to not like, like I remember there's this episode where there's this like cop and he comes in late and he's all cocky and he was like, back in high school, I was like the coolest kid there. And the teachers let me do whatever I wanted. And like, he's such an asshole. Yeah. You're like, Oh, I hate this guy. Mm Mm-hmm. And then he's playing Daddy Warbucks for Annie. <laughs> and they're like, we're going to shave your head. 
And he's like, no, you can't shave my head. And he's like real self-conscious about it. And you're like, this pr- like prissy yeah. asshole. Right. And then you find out that he had cancer oh, in his senior shit. year of high school. And that's uh-huh. why he kind of got a pass on a bunch of stuff. He thought he was going to die. His hair started to fall out, but he beat it. And uh-huh. now the idea of not having hair uh-huh. really scares him and like freaks him out. And he's like, and all of a sudden this guy that you're still like, you're still kind of a douche cop or yeah. whatever. You've, you, they have always have that moment of humanity where you're like, yeah. oh, I, I knew this guy. I care about this guy. Yeah. And then they get this moment to just like shine on stage. Mm-hmm. And oh, dude, I'm getting goosebumps right now. Just talking yeah. about it. It's so touching. Yeah. I want you to watch that so bad. Okay. It's, I, I think I've cried like every episode. Oh. And that's so <laughs> stupid because it's just like some girl dressed up like Annie Oakley. And she's yeah. like, my, da- my dad would have really really been proud to see this and you're Aww. just like oh god can't with that so yeah that one's mm-hmm. uh big up there for me right now um disney plus i pretty much i was like i'm not gonna get another streaming service <laughs> fuck this blah 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 i literally lasted a day like it came out on uh, tuesday i think and on wednesday i was at 10 30 at night just like on my phone signing up for disney plus yeah. so i could watch the mandalorian because again sci-fi <sighs> I was like, Mandalorian is so good. Mandalorian is so good. So fucking good. Uh, Did you know that the guy in the armor is... Uh, Pedro Pascal. No, it's not. He does the voice. He is not the one in the armor. Okay. The one in the armor is Clint Eastwood's grandson. Really? Yes. The one that was in Pacific Rim Uprising? Was it? He Well, one of Clint Eastwood's, like, I think it was Clint Eastwood's son. Oh, yeah. Well, it was his grandson because he was talking about, like, if... Because it's kind of got the western feel yeah, to it, yeah. you know? And so they said that when he's doing his walk, he actually, uh, Clint Eastwood walked on his toes. And so his grandson has taken that and incorporated it into working, you know. Because I was thinking Oof. about it, and I'm like, well, first of all, again, spoilers for Game of Thrones, but Pedro Pascal, he his character got his eyes fucking gouged <laughs> yeah, out by the mountain. And so head now exploded. he's a character that never takes off his helmet. I'm like, oh, you don't want a helmet, and now you're never going to take it off. Yeah. Totally. But I like that. Also, his suit is made completely of steel. And I work in a machine shop. I work with metal. And so I'm like, how fucking heavy must that suit be to just walk around? And then knowing that this guy walks on his toes in it, his calves have to be like yeah. rock hard, just as yeah. hard as the steel. You could shoot him in the calf and it's like <laughs> shit. So yeah, but the Mandalorian's amazing. I love it. Oh. Mandalorian's fantastic. I A lot of people have had complaints about this episode or that episode. Every episode to me has gotten better because oh, yeah. at first I was kind of like, eh, I bet I'll kind of like this, mm-hmm. but it'll probably be a lot of like fan service and a lot of like, eh, we're just kind of doing whatever. And it is all that. Oh, it's 100% sure. fan service. Yeah. And it is just like, well, we're kind of walking around mm-hmm. and it's the tightest. It's my favorite Star Wars thing, I think, of all. And then Star Baby Wars. Yoda showed up. Baby Yoda's <laughs> ridiculous. Yes, I but fucking love him. Baby Yoda was only uh, a fraction of my heart compared to Bill Burr. Oh my god! Oh my god! Okay, oh. that episode. I don't. I'm not a big fan of Bill Burr. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I think he's very. I'm a very positive person, mm-hmm. as you know. You guys don't. I'm looking at the microphone right now. I'm a very positive person. I'm like everything is glitter and mm-hmm. whatever. Um, he is very not that. Yeah. And so I don't like his comedy because of the fact that it's so negative, right? I saw him <laughs> once live and I was like, he's such an angry man. But, and so I've never been attracted to Bill Burr. That being said, <laughs> that gun episode, backpack. I was like, hot damn, he looks good. Yeah. Which, uh, yeah. I didn't have necessarily that response except for when the gun <laughs> backpack popped out. I yes. was like, damn, bro, it's tight. I'm like, go, go, gadget, backpack. But pew, pew. I, I've gotten to meet Bill Burr mm-hmm. just like uh, through like random comedy stuff three times. Mm-hmm. And every time was like a big deal for me because yeah. even though I'm not like the biggest Bill Burr fan, yeah, yeah. 
still a big fan and I still really respect and understand his contribution to comedy and what his voice is for today. Yeah. But I'm kind of like you. I'm a much more positive person. Yeah. I always like even with hecklers, Mm -hmm. I I love watching him take down hecklers and the whole cities (laughs) of hecklers even. (laughs) But um, for me, uh, that's just not how I interact. So I I don't know. Yeah. But I've always respected his lane. Because you do stand-up comedy, correct? Yes, yes, okay. I'm a stand-up comic. Uh, I remember we were doing uh, the All Things Comedy Festival uh, in Phoenix, mm-hmm. and I was running the podcast room, and we're, we got all these comics coming in and out all day, and these two kind of younger upstart comics were doing their podcast, and Bill Burr walks into the room. He sits <laughs> down on a couch in the back of the room. He just sits on his phone, uh-huh. and they, these two like young upstart comics are like, oh my God, <laughs> Bill Burr's in the audience for our podcast? <laughs> I'm not here for you, you fuck. <laughs> okay, you fuck or whatever. Uh, he just yells. And they're like, yeah. oh my God, Bill, please come jump on the show. And he's like, no, I'm fucking busy. What are you, stupid? <laughs> he just ripped into these guys. It's so funny. But he has my favorite line of all the Mandalorian now, uh-huh. which is, I was, I'm not a stormtrooper, you wise ass. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was good. When you're talking about the fan service and everything, I was like, oh, that's I get that. I understand that reference. That one I really loved, but I thought it was almost too far when he was like, what are you, a Gungan under there? Is that (laughs) why we take off our mask or whatever? I thought that was a little too winky, but I didn't care. I loved that whole episode. I can't wait. Uh, We're recording this just before uh, the next one comes out. Yeah, the next one comes out tonight. Tomo- yeah, tonight at midnight. Yeah, because the movie comes out Friday, and so they're releasing the episode. And I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to have fucking time because I'm busy every night of every week ever. So I have, so I have to schedule things very closely to make sure that I can get all the things that I need to. And my slot for watching The Mandalorian is at like 11 a.m. on Saturdays. <laughs> that's when I can watch it. And so now I'm it's, like, well, this is fucking with my schedule. That's so cool that you're watching it at 11 o'clock on Saturdays mm-hmm. because I was just talking to my buddy Travis about this. This show feels like an adult Saturday morning cartoon to me. Yeah. Like because it's serialized, because yeah. it's kind of like the the Star Wars wipes and stuff. Yeah. And because, again, I probably watch it Saturday morning most often right? too. <laughs> It feels like an adult Saturday morning cartoon. Yeah. I just love that. It's so good. Oh. Um, other than that, I've been, like I said, Voyager. Yeah. Other than that, for me, I've been watching a lot of movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's a lot of great stuff like, oh, Peanut Butter Falcon and Honey Boy. Like all these like prestige movies or Those whatever. are sandwich ingredients. So I don't know <laughs> what it is that you're talking Shia about. Shia LaBeouf movies. <laughs> like award contender stuff. But... The two that I've watched recently that I really loved that were genre movies. Mm-hmm. There's one called Crawl okay. that came out early this year. Mm-hmm. It's a movie about a girl who gets stuck in a flooded house with her dad and there's alligators everywhere, which sounds like a <laughs> cheesy, dumb sci-fi movie. It's, yes. Mm-hmm. But the way it's filmed and the way it's acted, they take like a very serious take on this ridiculous thing uh-huh. and it works so well. It's great. I loved it. Very Crawl. serious acting with alligators in a flooded house. Yes, there, the, there's a hurricane in Florida, and she's got to get her dad out from under the basement, but it's starting to flood. And then they happen to live right by an alligator uh, farm. So <laughs> when the town floods, uh-huh. the alligators get out, <laughs> and Naturally. there's a, a chase through a flooding house uh-huh. to get away from the alligators. Uh, but it's also a very 
endearing father daughter story. So I don't watch stupid movies like that. However, it's not um, stupid. It's the non stupid version of that is Sharknado Two, I believe. Yes, <laughs> where they're in the house uh-huh. and. That obviously was a joke because I watch dumb shit all the time. Um, but when they're in the house yeah. and it's flooded and there's like the sharks. Right. But this is done <clears throat> seriously and well. So like the Jeff Goldblum re- review would be like, okay, Gator NATO, but make it Shakespeare. Yes. So, okay. And it kind of, Barry Pepper is the dad. I don't know if you know who Barry Pepper is. Mm-mm. Fantastic actor. And he kills it. <laughs> uh, along the same lines, I just watched this this week. Uh, the movie Ready or Not. Okay. Again, <laughs> it's going to sound stupid. Uh-huh. I feel like going through sliders, we're going to have this conversation a lot. <laughs> it sounds stupid, but it's but, very good. Yeah. This girl is marrying into a very rich board game dynasty. Mm-hmm. She's marrying into like the Hasbro family, but it's not Hasbro. Okay. And on her wedding night, she's told before it's official, mm-hmm. you have to play a game with the family before everything is like set. Okay. And so she goes, okay, well, sure, I guess I'll play this game. Mm-hmm. So she has to pull a card, and it's hide-and-seek. And she's like, okay, are we really going to play hide-and-seek? And they're like, yup, mm-hmm. go hide. She's like, okay, cool, I guess. And it's this weird, like, satanic family, and they have to kill her by the end of the night, or else there's, like, a great, horrible thing that will happen to their family, is, like, oh. what they think, mm-hmm. because of this satanic uh, deal they've made. Okay. So... The whole movie is this family trying to kill this girl on her wedding night, uh-huh. but they're all like kind of incompetent and kind of like they're rich. They're taken care of. They don't uh-huh. know how to ha- get their hands dirty. They don't know how to use a crossbow or an axe that yeah. they've been handed to like hunt this girl down. Uh-huh. And she's very smart and resourceful. And so it's this cat and mouse chase between like these bumbling kind of idiots uh-huh. that are very dangerous and are actually like killing people and uh-huh. there's horror and stuff. But then this girl who's just trying to survive and it sounds stupid and it's really, really good. It's really well done. It sounds like home alone Four wedding edition. <laughs> <laughs> it could kind of be that. Yeah. Yeah. Another movie again that I watched this week mm-hmm. that uh, a lot of people are, have you heard of uncut gems? No. Mm-mm. So it's this new Adam Sandler movie. Uh, I haven't gotten a chance to see it, uh-huh. but it's supposed to be really good. Okay. And it's getting like Oscar buzz for Adam Sandler. Huh. Uh, yeah. It's it's like one of the, it's a small indie movie, but he does a really good job. And mm-hmm. people are really talking about an Oscar for him. In fact, he had a quote where he said, if he's not nominated for an Oscar, he's going to make a movie so bad <laughs> that the entire world will never recover. But anyways... <laughs> In the 90s, or yeah, I think it was like late 90s, he did a movie called Bulletproof. Oh, yeah. I remember with, Bulletproof. With Damon Wayans. See, all of these movies that you're like, it's really great, and it's this, and Oscar buzz. I'm like, no, no, no. I'm like, oh, Bulletproof? Yeah, I know that one. Yeah. Bulletproof. Mm-hmm. So underrated. It just oh, yeah. happened to be on the other night, uh-huh. and I was like, oh, I used to love this movie. Yeah. That movie has got good action. <laughs> it's got a good mystery. The... The humor is great, even yeah. though parts of it uh, uh, don't yeah. age so well. But yeah. that's a lot of stuff from the 90s. Yeah. But... That's what I'm worried about, honestly, with Sliders, is that they're going to be... I mean, if he's... Even Star Trek, I know he's Gene... I'm sorry, we can get back no, to No, 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 go, go. <laughs> so I know that you said he was Gene Roddenberry's kind of protege, and Gene Roddenberry had this vision of a utopian future. Like, there's a lot of uh, representation back in the day when there was not any, you know, mm-hmm, on mm-hmm. the original Star Trek, things like that. So, however, that being said, if you watch things like 
the, I almost said the greatest generation. That's a podcast. <laughs> next gen, next generation. Um, you have things like Code of Honor, which is like one of the most racist fucking episodes of television I've ever seen, you know? So they had problems too in the 90s. And so if Star Trek was known for being so forward thinking and all of that, and they can do that, I'm kind of worried about sliders. Uh <laughs> So I'm trying to remember where the pitfalls of sliders will be. And I can think of a couple that I won't spoil, but a couple of instances where I'm like, yeah, maybe that storyline is not going to age well. (laughs) But in general, I Uh think the biggest worry that we're going to have is it's real 90s. It's real 90s. I love the 90s. No, so do I. So do I. And and that gif that I sent you with Jerry O'Connell, you can tell by his parted in the middle bob cut. (laughs) (laughs) Where he looks like a big Jonathan Taylor Thomas. First of all, very nice. Not an unkind word about Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Oh, no, no, I'd never. I would never. (laughs) I would never. But I think, for the most part, social uh, social wise, Mm -hmm. I think even the episodes that I'm thinking about that might have pitfalls Mm -hmm. do a pretty good job of being pretty progressive for their time. Okay. Other than the fact that, like, there's a little bit of. The kind of Jerry O'Connell was a heartthrob, so maybe yeah. like, you know, whatever mm-hmm. situation comes up from that. For the most part, I think it was pretty good. Even the cast goes through um, some diversity, and they 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 kind of try to bring in different voices yeah. uh, throughout the different seasons. So I think they do a pretty good job. Okay, good. All right, so back to stuff we're watching. A couple more before we get out of here. Mm-hmm. Back to Disney Plus. Yes, uh, the Jeff Goldblum show. Literally, the only thing I have watched on Disney Plus is Mandalorian. Mandalorian. Yeah. A Jeff Goldblum show is so good. You have to watch that. Yeah. I know I'm like a Disney Plus show right now, <laughs> but the last two on my list. Oh, no, I have one more outside of this, but the last two on my list are Goldblum and Gargoyles. Because. Okay, I did start watching Gargoyles because that's canonical Trek. <laughs> is it really? There are so many Star Trek actors that do the voices. Oh, okay, okay. Yes. Yeah, I've been rewatching Gargoyles because that was my jam. Yeah. Uh, and that's like my going to sleep thing right now. Uh-huh. It's like, oh, I'll throw on some Gargoyles. And then yeah. like three episodes in, I'm like, go to sleep. You're such an adult. Yeah. See, uh, I have a noise machine that sounds like rain. I do. I have the same thing, except for it sounds like, oh, I am alive. <laughs> but yeah, Gargoyles. And then that, oh, you have to watch that Jeff Goldblum show. Yeah. Because have you, have you seen like a preview for it? Not at all. It's the world according to Jeff Goldblum. Uh-huh. And every episode, he learns about something new. Oh. Like, he just learns something. Uh-huh. But it's stuff, like, for the most part, most people know. Like <laughs> The first episode is on, like, shoes. Uh-huh. And he's like, oh, they're, they're made of rubber. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. Your shoes made of <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and, like, he's so fascinated. Like, barbecue. So... You, you cook it over fire. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> like, everything is so amazing to yeah. him. And he'll always just like bring in the, he'll, uh, uh, my, my father's brother, he almost played in the NBA. They called him Chucky and he'll just go on like these weird side tangents. Yeah. And everybody that he interacts with, he like wants to play with. You can see him just yeah. like dancing around him. <laughs> it's so funny. It's, so it's like a Jeff Goldblum does how it works and dirty jobs mixed, but he, like not dirty. Yes. Okay. Uh, he did a gaming one oh, recently. Really? Yes. And I was really excited. Ashley, if you do not know, uh, also does um, some gaming podcasts and a lot of gaming herself. Mm-hmm. I was really excited because I thought he was going to do like some RPG stuff yeah. or like some uh, tabletop stuff. Uh-huh. 
and he mostly stuck to video games, VR, and then he did a little bit of LARPing. Nice. <laughs> oh my God, he loved LARPing well, yeah, so much. He's a fucking actor. Yeah, and they had him play like some rich baron that was like there was an attempt uh, assassination attempt on him uh-huh. so he had to like walk through the village with like his guards <laughs> while someone was going to try to attack him and he was looking around like trying to be regal but at the uh-huh. same time like oh I'm scared at the same time <laughs> it's so good I have a feeling that's just kind of Jeff Goldblum like, it is. I feel like it wasn't a reach for him no 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 it's the whole show from uh-huh. episode one on you can tell everything that's in camera is just, there's no script. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's just Jeff Goldblum. Being Jeff Goldblum. And it's great. Awesome. The only one I have on my list left that's not from Disney Plus is The Boys. Did you watch The Boys? I did. The Boys was tight. It I was, dug that. Yes, that I'm really excited for season two. That was another one. So when I started watching The Watchmen, who watches The Watchmen? I do. Actually. <laughs> um, when I started watching both of these series, there are parts that are very difficult for me to watch. Like you brought up the race rights and everything yeah, yeah. that are in the Watchmen. It's very serious and very difficult for me to watch because I have such a sensitive heart for things like that. So watching the boys in the first episode or two, there's a scene that comes up with the girl and the water dude. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That that fucked me up. Yeah, that was really difficult for me to watch. And so I was just like, I don't think I want to watch this anymore. But I, I kept going. And I'm glad I did because it was a really good series. It did I, I felt like his, I don't know if you would call it this, but his comeuppance towards the end or whatever, yes. I, I found that equally as hard to watch. Yes. I, if, if not because of uh, the abuse cycle, almost even more. Yeah. Uh, and she, the, when it was reversed, it was so much more like gleeful or whatever. Yeah. But even though I thought the boys, especially at the time, I, I might need to rewatch it. But when I first started watching it, I loved what they were trying to do so much that I got like really uh, excited for it. Mm-hmm. After Watchmen, almost everything yeah. has kind of suffered for me because even yeah. though like Mandalorian, so good, so mm-hmm. much fun, Baby Yoda, right. <laughs> there's not this huge bow tie being put yeah. on everything. Things aren't so interweaved and. Mm-hmm. What am I supposed to watch? The Carbonaro effect now? Right. Like, <laughs> how's this dealing with systemic racism in our country? <laughs> so uh, yeah. That was my my thing on the boys is uh, my ex mm-hmm. one like so so I'm single. Um, hey. <laughs> I was with him when that came on, and same thing with the Watchmen. Honestly, both of those. If it weren't for him, I don't think I would have continued watching them because I was like about to tap out, and he's like, "No, no, just give it like three episodes, and if after three episodes you're still out, then you can be out." I actually saw a post that you did. Um, it was a while or not too long ago, but mm-hmm. you you said that you were finishing up uh catching up on the watchman yeah and in the comments uh i saw there was a couple people that said like i just couldn't do it i couldn't get past yeah. it yeah and right after the season finale i started watching over because Allie had fallen asleep and yeah. i was like i need something to watch right now <laughs> so i started watching from the very beginning and yes that opening is very hard to watch uh and mm-hmm. it is it, the reason it's hard to watch is because you feel how authentic it is in so many ways you yeah. look around and you go oh, shit Mm-hmm. This was a real thing that happened. Yeah. But by the end of that episode, mm-hmm. I had faith that uh, that was going to be dealt with in a way that was going to tie it full circle and it was going to mean something bigger. Yeah. Also, the balls on that show in that first episode to go everywhere that they did. Watching that first episode over again, mm-hmm. Don Johnson is doing such great acting mm-hmm. because if in con- Oh my God, is that the 
chief of yeah. police. That's who he is. Yeah. I didn't recognize him in like a color jacket and some yeah. white one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In that first episode, he, if we're going back to Washington, man, uh, in that first episode, in context for what you know later, it's all there for you to see. Yeah. But when you're watching it, he seems such the friendly guy. Uh, mm-hmm. He seems so endearing and so charming and stuff. Right. Also, uh, that encore show I was telling you about, mm-hmm. they do an episode of Oklahoma. And so every time they started singing Oklahoma or doing anything Oklahoma in yeah. Watchmen, yeah. I was just like, oh, this is so weird. <laughs> I loved it. It was like a weird Black Mirror music cue thing where every time yeah. uh, anyone who knows love is from Black Mirror, that anyone who knows what love <laughs> is... Would understand every time that song comes on anywhere, I'm just like, oh god, something bad's about to happen. So here's the thing about Black Mirror. Um, me being all glitter and sparkles and everything <laughs> all the time. Uh, I don't like that show. It doesn't clash mash well. No, um, I like my sci-fi hopeful, <laughs> and that's why I like Star Trek so much. Um, I love Stargate. I actually have I love Stargate. My tattoo that takes up my whole forearm that's got <gasps> Stargate and Star Wars and Star Trek and. I didn't know you had that. That's awesome. Yeah. That's great work. Thank you. In the original Stargate, um, I think it's James Spader. He, mm-hmm. he's he, the one that plays yeah, the yeah. movie. Yeah. He he draws like a three D box. Uh-huh. Uh, to explain like how the dimensions work and yeah. stuff. He draws like a three-dimensional box and then puts like points inside the box and then connects those points and then has points of that shoot like way out from the box. Yeah. <laughs> that is my go-to doodle whenever I'm like bored. <laughs> I doodle that all the time. Yeah. Thanks, Daniel Jackson. <laughs> is that his name? His name. Yeah, Daniel Jackson's the name of the... Dan, that's a deep cut. Yeah. I like that. Well, um, it's in the TV show. It's He plays the character that... So him and Kurt Russell yeah. uh, were replaced for the TV series by um, fucking... <sighs> I was so big into the movie that the TV series kind of yeah. couldn't do it. I was like... MacGyver is the guy yeah, who yeah, plays yeah, yeah, the yeah. colonel. And Daniel Jackson, I can't remember his name right now. And he was... Well, I mean, there were times where he's my favorite character and others where I was just like, shut the fuck up. Oh, my God. How many... So, versions did they do because i know they had the stargate was was it just sg1 sg1 and then they had atlantis which fight me i loved it and there's a lot of people who did not it was like sequest meets stargate or what <laughs> yes kind of right. yeah and then there was um sgu the stargate universe which they're on a ship and so sgu i'm still trying to get through because it's very uh, very Battlestar Galactica, which is another series that I have not been able to get through because it's so just like dense, sterile. Yeah, yeah. I just I don't I don't like it. Another one like that that, uh, to it. that everybody keeps telling me I need to watch, and I've tried a couple times. Mm-hmm. The Expanse. I've been people are just like oh the Expanse, and they just start talking to me about it. I'm like never seen it, and they're like no, and I'm like yeah. It's so dry. I need to try again though. I I'm a simple. Mind. <laughs> <laughs> if things are very dry, if it's like West Wing in space, I'm not watching that. You don't say with your movie about crocodiles <laughs> yeah. going through a My favorite movie of the year, Piranha 3 Double D. No. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. So I need to try The Expanse again because I've been told that it's amazing. Um, and it's just, I, I want, I'm trying to go through all the different sci fi franchises and like just. Watching all of them yeah. to be more well-rounded in my sci-fi-ness. But, um, Is that I don't why you have, have an elf shirt on? That's I do have an elf shirt. Okay, first of all, I'm classy, and this is the Le Chat Noir. Oh. It's the black cat, except it's... Willie, I'm fancy! 
but I'm classy, so it's Elf, and he's eating the black cat. So nice. yeah, Gordon Shumway. <laughs> I loved Elf. Um, I don't have time to watch TV as much anymore because of the fact that I am busy with gaming, like you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm in like five different tabletop campaigns, and I actually do another podcast that is a gaming podcast. What are the different games that you are currently playing? Uh, different like gaming systems, or yeah, like what? Because uh, I know you do the Star Trek one. The Star Trek one is using a system called Tiny Frontiers which is amazing. It's very uh, narrative-based. So drama kids, I'm like, if you're not playing gaming, do that thing because it's amazing. So Tiny Frontiers is that one. Um, I have two D&D campaigns. They're both D&D 5e. Um, I have one Pathfinder campaign. And then right now I'm in the middle of a cyberpunk red. Tight. That's what I was amazing. looking for. I was looking for the weirdest one yeah. possible because <laughs> I, I know that there's you know variations for everything. Yeah. But I really want to do uh, a campaign for like just the weirdest property I can find yes. like a big trouble little China <laughs> campaign or something. Yeah. That could ridiculous. be done. Yeah. That yeah. could be done. I, my coworker, uh, her and her long-term boyfriend uh-huh. are obsessed <laughs> with the movie water world. What? Yes. And they've been putting together uh, a water world game. Uh-huh. Well, like some kind of campaign. I don't know exactly what okay. functions you're using, uh-huh. but they're putting together <laughs> oh, a water world campaign. Okay. Yeah. Right on. I'll have to. Uh, I need. They're gonna to hear write it down on the paper. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have yeah. to hear more about that when it comes out. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Huh. Cool. Yeah. So that's uh, what you've got going on outside of the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, this podcast. Outside of this three. podcast. And again, our first episode will air. In 2020, yes. the year of the slide. The year of the slide. All the, the O's in the 20s are the little portals that he jumps into. Yes. Yeah. That's a sick idea. The slide gate. <laughs> That's exactly what it's called. You That's, nailed that. <laughs> Yay. Quick, guys. We need to get to the slide gate. <laughs> get uh, to the slide it's gate. Actually, it's actually less cool than that. <laughs> I'm so excited to watch Jerry O'Connell's hair change over the seasons. With yes. You. Haircast. It's going to be Slider's haircast. So excited. Yeah, I'm so, yeah, I can't wait to start breaking down episodes. Mm-hmm. Anything else we should cover? Anything else we should explain about us? Uh, I think really in a nutshell, we're just um big sci-fi nerds. One of us has happened to see the show and one of us has not, and we are excited to watch through it with each other and everybody else. And it should be good. Can't wait. Mm-hmm. We'll catch you on the flip slide. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> All right. See you guys in 2020. Bye. Bye.